0: Stop to goodness, swimming through the waters above I'm and down like a rebel fish, trolling this, specialist, critical, and survivalist, spinning head and fire upon his lips, burn the same drive up. All I see is confusion. All I see is
1: confusion. If the black people of America, welcome, Lincoln. Real... Welcome, listeners time for an awakening on black talk radio network new media for the new millennia this is a history and current events program from a cultural perspective we find this program necessary because hosea four six states my people are destroyed for the lack of knowledge but we as a people will turn this around proverbs 4:7 seven states wisdom is the principal thing therefore get wisdom Thought all that I get and get an understanding. Again, welcome to the program this evening with your host, Brother Elliot and Brother Richard. The number to reach us to get involved in the conversation this evening is 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. We're streaming live audio at several locations. You can go to timeforanawakening.com, which is the homepage, and catch the live stream at that location, you can go to www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. Again, that's www.blacktalkradionetwork.com forward slash time for an awakening. And the live audio is playing there also. You can go to bb2me.com, That's A-B-I-B-I-T-U-M-I.com forward slash time for an awakening. They stream from Ghana and catch the live stream there. Or you can download the TuneIn Radio app to any of your devices. TuneIn is a free app. In that TuneIn search engine, just type in Time for an Awakening. There you'll see the icon, and you can stream the program live, even into your car if you had the Bluetooth capabilities or the auxiliary connection. Again, that's Time for an Awakening radio program with the live stream or the TuneIn app. Drop us an email at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Again, that's timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Time for an Awakening also has a fan page on Facebook. In that Facebook search engine, you can type in Time for an Awakening Radio Program. You'll always see interesting content being posted daily by myself or Brother Richard. And do me a favor, before you leave that page, just hit that like button. That's Time for an Awakening Radio Program with the fan page on Facebook and Time for an Awakening Media is also there. Always follow the latest podcasts of the various programs on Time for an Awakening Media. Interesting articles that you can read, download at later times and share with your friends also check out that Time for an Awakening market- Marketplace partnership with the B.B. Toomey. Always interesting things in the marketplace all the time. Uh, various African language classes, classes on education, economics, social systems, health, and much, much more being taught by professors on both the continent and in the diaspora. So again, make that one of your favorites. Put that in your address bar. That's dot com will take you straight to Time for an Awakening. Media. It's seven oh seven here on this uh, hot Sunday evening in the city of Philadelphia, and we're in the Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Our guest this evening, in conversation, organizer and activist and Florida, Reverend at the uh, Ooh Boy Friendship Baptist Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. Kenneth A. Johnson will be joining us in discussion this evening. Over 200 black churches and congregations in Florida have chosen to start teaching black history in their places of worship. We'll talk about this with Reverend Johnson. And you can get involved in the conversation, too, by dialing 215-490-9832. That's 215-490-9832. We'll be right back to get the program started after a brief word from our sponsors.
2: Mr. Moderator, our distinguished guests, brothers and sisters, our friends and and our enemies. (laughs) Everybody is here.
1: with your host, Brother Elliot, Sundays, 7 p.m., Fridays at 8 p.m. for podcasting or live program scheduling. Hit us up at timeforanawakening at gmail.com. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening at 7:12 on this Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Before we get started with our program this evening, I want to welcome in my co-host, Philadelphia Activist and Tour Guide at the African American Museum here in Philadelphia at Seventeenth Street. Brother Richard is with us. Brother Richard,
8: yes, sir, Brother Elliot. How are you, sir? Oh, I'm doing fine. You know, uh, I was in in somewhat um, preparation to speak with um, Reverend Johnson. You know, maybe you know um, when you first uh, introduced the article to me, it was you know I became very excited. You know, um, you know in, in the work in the work we do. As far as um, taking ownership of our historical narrative and and educating you know our community in general is like something very uh, important you know from my vantage point. But it also in thinking about Florida, uh, I was thinking about Fort Mose and Fort Negro, um, you know these um, settlements where Black people, um, you know, were um, self self organized communities, and and it's just exciting to be able to be in discussion about. Um, How they're, you know, taking this in Florida, um, these men and women and those within those churches, taking on that, you know, taking on that responsibility of educating ourselves to our own historical perspective, regardless of what the state. So I'm looking forward to the conversation.
1: You know, Richard, we talk about this all the time on the program with various guests. I mean, we've had the whole gamut historians, uh, journalists, authors, activists, and this is a common theme on this program with our guests. Um, sometimes circumstances drive our people to do what we should have been doing all along. But whenever it happens, I'm happy that it's happening because it's going to make a huge difference. Not only with the, the adults involved, but with our children. So I'm just happy to, uh to have our guests join us this evening in conversation before we bring him on. Let me play for the listening audience, of uh, this clip that was, uh, in the Florida media in reference to our guests. Let me see if I can get this here, uh, up. Here it is. <laughs>
4: Black history and race and education has been on the forefront of headlines in Florida and across the country. There is a state ban on AP African-American courses now. Books have been banned and lessons on slavery are under fire as well. Last year, the governor also signed the Stop Woke Act. Now hundreds of churches are joining forces to teach black history on their own to their congregations. WPTV News Channel 5's Tori Dunn has more.
9: Friendship Missionary Baptist Church sits nestled in the heart of Fort Pierce along Avenue E. It's
10: not about religion. It's not about the church. This is a matter of presenting history as history has occurred. The
9: pastor here, Kenneth Johnson, is out of town, but this is important enough, he says, to hop on a Zoom.
10: We felt a call to action uh, based on the legislature's uh, efforts to deny us the right uh, to teach history. Uh, as it
9: His congregation, he says, is learning black history through hour long video classes at the church now. We
10: are spearheading an actor to... Uh, educate uh, people A
9: response to the state's new policies schools must follow when it comes to African American history And
10: for others to sit in seats of power, elected officials to sit in seats of power and then regulate for our for us what we can and cannot teach. We felt that that was kind of disrespectful and as I said, condescending, but I'm thankful. Because it it became a call to action and allowed us to do honestly what I think we should have been doing all along. We should have never stopped teaching our history.
9: Faith in Florida, a coalition of churches in the state, has a toolkit available now for black history teachings. Also covering it in Bible studies, Sunday school lessons, or sermons. Back in Fort Pierce, this pastor says teaching history.
10: Historically, our black churches have always been uh centers for information
9: means a return to history of sorts
10: many of our churches friendship included uh were once used as as the learning place for our communities when they had no schools when they had no buildings they would learn at the church and so now history ironically is repeating the need for that to happen again
9: The lesson, as they're calling this, will take place on Wednesday nights for the foreseeable future. The hope, they say, is to add this indefinitely. For more information on how you can join the Wednesday night Zoom calls, reach out to the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church here in Fort Pierce along Avenue E.
1: The voice you heard is the voice of our guests, a part of over 200 churches in Florida that have decided to teach African-American history in their temples of worship. Activist, organizer, and pastor of the Friendship Missionary Baptist Church have joined us in discussion, uh, Reverend Kenneth Johnson. Reverend Johnson, can you hear me, sir? Reverend Johnson, Good are morning. You th- I can hear you. Can you hear me? Uh, uh, loud and clear. Loud and clear. I'm glad to have Thank you, you on time for an awakening with myself and Brother Richard.
10: Thank you
1: for having me. Reverend Johnson, before we start talking about uh, the classes and things that have been going on, talk about uh, you and some of the other pastors. Uh, From what I understand from published reports, over 200 uh, black church pastors have come together and decided to start teaching African-American history in in their Wednesday Bible study. Uh, sometime infusing it in their Sunday, uh, lessons. Uh, talk about the, the impetus behind the men coming together because that kind of dovetails in a lot of different avenues that we can uh, go down this evening in reference to this. But, but talk about the, uh, I mean, we know the impetus that kind of drove our people together, but just talk about how this came together with you and other pastors.
10: Well, initially for us, it began as stated in the previous interview, once the legislature was passed, uh, it seemed to inspire and encourage us to take action. Uh, it, it was reminiscent of me, to me, at our church of history itself, to have legislatures, to have our governor, to have uh, politicians who know nothing about us uh, dictate to us uh, what we can teach what we can learn uh, that was insulting it was personally insulting uh because it was reminiscent of the time in history when when our when the white slave owners would dictate to their slaves what they could learn what they couldn't learn and how they too would in- manipulate history and even the bible as a means to justify the oppression of people of color uh from that our church took the initiative other churches took the initiative uh, to do what we have historically done uh, throughout the history of the black church, and that was to educate ourselves through our efforts, through word of mouth, through affiliations, through various organizations, uh, with the help and partnership of organizations such as Faith in Florida, the Florida East Coast Baptist Association, the West Coast Baptist Association, Florida General Baptist Convention, and I'm sure other organizations that are not necessarily Baptist-oriented, they have taken it upon themselves and it all has kind of coalesced uh, through partnerships uh, such as uh, particularly Faith in Florida that are, that are bringing us together uh, to make this a collaborative and collective effort because we are uh, stronger and, I believe, more productive together.
1: Uh, Reverend Johnson, you just mentioned and in, in, uh, uh my co-host brother Richard asked me a question about that earlier. Um of the two hundred or or more uh churches that have gotten together, pastors, so it crosses uh uh quote unquote denominations. To me I think I think it, it it's uh it's a good thing that this has happened because I think sometimes the denominations kinda of separate our people, but uh the the group just like you just mentioned, have have basically crossed denominations?
10: Yes, we have, and I'm so thankful for that because uh, we have often allowed organized religion and our religious affiliation to hinder even our relationships with one another and our relationships in our community. This has nothing to do uh, with the Baptist faith or Baptist organization, and I'm sure many of our other brothers have. Other faiths would say the same thing. This is a matter of of what's best and what's productive for our people and people that look like us. And that's, that's so much bigger uh, than religion. It's so much bigger than one church. It's so much bigger than one person or one organization.
1: Richard, I'm going to let you jump in here because I know you had a lot of things that you want to uh, kind of mention and, and, uh, and we'll kind of go back and forth
8: yeah and 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 I have to say um um to you Reverend johnson and and your congregation and and those members who you know felt this as important i'm I'm really honored that you know even you know in the, as this discussion is going that y'all have decided to do do this and and being and as I mentioned, being in Florida where we have a kind of long history of of uh, the african African American community um taking ownership. Of our historical narrative, um, so that that's that's <clears throat> in this time that's important. Now, and and, and taking ownership in, of the and um, historical narrative. Um, now, in the clip that Elliot played, um, the state was definitely a besides book and We're dealing with AP courses. Um, are are what what are y'all putting together? Is that for the community in general or just a specific group of of you know students i call scholars um or it you know yeah is it for the community in general these the the acclimation and dealing with black history or is it just for certain select students um
10: uh, maybe of grades or or of academic background our objective uh initially and and generally is to reach uh, a wider audience. It's not directed or intended for just scholars. It's not intended for those on the college level. Our instructor, and we thank uh, God for him, is Dr. Richard Williams II, uh, who is a college professor, who is a uh, 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 has his doctorate in education. But in asking him, <coughs> excuse me, to conduct this class for us, uh, we asked him. Uh, we let him know that we wanted it to reach any audience, for everyone, from the scholar uh, to those who were barely educated, to be able to gain knowledge uh, about our history. We've asked families to come together in in being a part of the class, to sit down together as a family, grandparents, parents, three of two and three generations, and we were thankful that uh, in our first class we actually had some families that were listening uh, together uh, to take the class. So our hope is that the class is broad enough, uh yet informative enough that everyone will be able to gain some knowledge. But we want it to be clear, this is not uh a uh even though we are biblically based institution, uh we are not preaching or teaching Bible. We're not trying to persuade anyone to uh our faith or our particular Uh, faith tradition. We're simply trying to educate our people about the facts of history. Not just our people. Let me be clear on that. Our class is open to anyone. Anyone who desires to attend. As long as you are willing to, uh, be mindful of, of what we're trying to do and not disrespect or disrupt what we're trying to do. Anyone is, is able or is invited to partake of our class. But it's not about religion. We're not trying to teach someone the Baptist faith. We're trying to teach someone our history. You know, you know
8: um, Reverend Johnson, I'm also a member of a collective, and what we're focusing on is, you know, as you say, the it's kind of community-based um, historical presentation. We're, we're part of a museum, and we're focusing on Philadelphia, you know, specifically in trying to deal with the historical narrative. Um, of, of black Philadelphia. Um, but, you know, but I wanted to back up in something that, um, you and Elliot, Elliot exchanged on. I'm interested in the dynamics after the, you know, the governor presented his, you know, edict and, and, and I take it individuals, uh, uh ministers, um, and community members, you know, really, um, took, you know, I say took offense to it. Um, I'm wondering how, Uh, could you express how the dynamics of this intercommunication between different groups evolved for you from, from your vantage point, how, how like you, you recognize that it was important um, and those around you recognize it important. Um, Was it just spontaneous and talking to others or, or was it something that, you know, decided to make a call or outreach? How did that conversation um, occur between the differences and recognize our history is you know being the unified glue for those who came together. How did that dynamics happen? If you can.
10: Initially, uh, I believe it, was, it began with individual recognition uh, of the need uh, for the effort. Uh, we did not initially uh, uh, step out to become a part of something but it, it, it was given to me. Uh, I believe by divine instruction that this was something we had to do, just as I'm sure it was given to other uh, pastors and and religious leaders. And then after we uh, began to put out word of what we were trying to do, then we got word that others were doing the same thing. And then others got word that others were doing the same thing. And then eventually through the partnership and cooperation, of organizations such as Faith in Florida, and then uh, other organizations, because we began to find out that some of the churches within our affiliations were doing the same thing, and it kind of coalesced to come together uh, until we realized, hey, this this is this is a big thing. This is this is uh, uh, not to quote our president, former uh, vice president uh, Biden. This was a big big deal. Uh, and if we could we could make this happen, if we could kind of get on one accord, as we like to say, and and ensure that this effort, we, we could really make a difference. Uh, so now it's coming together, and hopefully it will grow and grow even more to where it's not just a reactive thing. Uh, we respond. Uh, we come together for a minute. We do a few interviews. We do a few photo ops. And then it just dies by the wayside. Mm. I hope that's not what this becomes. I hope that this is a continuous effort, uh, to educate our children because we can take the rest of our natural lives and still not teach all of the history that we and our fathers and our ancestors before us have lived. I honestly believe that,
8: you know, as it's doing to me and Elliot, you know, you know, I, like this, this is, uh, this creates excitement, you know, um, Reverend Johnson, for you know somebody um, like myself, um, and and I and I have to um, ask you, you know, the, this subjective question from a personal. As this was uh, evolving, and you you recognize it, uh, how did that you know? How did that? How did you feel? I, I apologize for bringing feeling in it, but how did you feel seeing that? Hey, this is bigger. What did, what impact on you, um, became a more motivated that it wasn't just you and, and your, and the people around you, but people all over were clicking that our history was that important. How did that affect you personally?
10: It inspired me, uh, because it made me, it reminded me of our potential. Uh, it reminded me of our history and the things that we can do, the impact we can have on our lives and our community, uh, when we come together. It's about teaching black history now, but Im- I, for me, I imagine something greater. If we can, if we can take this and if 200 churches can come together, uh, to teach, uh, black history, what if we came together to do other things that are needed in our community? Not just, again, reactive, uh, I, I, I do believe, and and, and and I don't mean to, to uh, quote scripture, I don't mean to bring religion, but the scripture's quote is that all things work together for our good, and, and that which others intended for evil, God will still use it for our good. So someone intended for this to hurt us, uh, but I believe God is using it as a call to bring us together. I believe, and, and what inspired me, that if we can start with black history, imagine what else we could do? 200 churches coming together to bring about economic change in our at least starting with 200 churches. 200 churches coming together uh, to bring about uh, uh, a better not just with Black history but a better means of educating our children so that they stand a better chance uh, than 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 they have been given uh, to succeed in this life. 200 uh, Black churches coming together to support organizations such as yours to support our historically black college. And we do. I'm not saying this is anything new. Uh, we're not pioneers in that aspect. But I think it, this this call to action, as I, as I continue to refer to it, can be a reminder and a, re, a, a renewal of our commitment to such effort and a reminder of what we are able to do when we come together. If these 200 black churches, Came together to support or create uh, a black owned credit union or a black owned financial institution. One thing could lead to another if we can sustain this momentum. There's no limit to what we can do. It's done in other communities. It's time that we, and it's been done in our communities uh, before. That's one reason why it was so important to me, it's so important to us to be reminded of, of the things that we've done. Uh, to to uh, 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 support ourselves and to succeed in a nation and in a system whose intent was not for us to support ourselves, was not for us to succeed. We need to be reminded of that issue, and that inspired me. Uh, it made me feel proud and thankful that we are able to come together uh, and do such a thing as this.
8: And and, and 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 it is even in hearing, you know, once, as I said, once Elliot brought the article to my attention and hearing this, and, and I'm glad that you see, you know, the possible vision and the importance, you know, that history can be as a driving force, regardless of our difference as a unifying force, because our history is, is that unifying. We can't overlook that as a general. And I have to say, Elliot, I know Dr. uh Carter Woodson um in this moment is very pleased um to to hear this effort um taking place. I mean, you know, um you know, Reverend Johnson, you know, Dr. Woodson when he put out that Black History Bulletin, um you know, the, you know, that was the intent, right, for for us to use it to to be able to educate our our, our community. Um you know, so I'm glad I'm glad to hear that you're doing that, which now here comes the black history fact before I turn it back over to um, Elliot. Now in Florida, um, you had mentioned, you know, a period when this was done before. Um, do you, are, could you share a, a, a historical moment when um, black Floridians were, you know, that you're aware of were, you know, kind of at this moment where we are now? um in in Florida or in the area that you're in, or you know in general is it is it some period um that shows when um black people in Florida were utilizing their histories doing educating ourselves regardless to our own historical narrative
10: i i, I acknowledge that I am not as well versed in the history of this particular area uh as as others might be, but I am thankful that we have from in within our congregation who have been a part of that history, who have been a part of, of who are still living, who have been a part of the one-room schoolhouse, who have been a part of the only black institution, the only black high school, the only black this uh, in town, and to see what that system, uh, which again was intended to hurt them, uh, it, it had allowed them to grow stronger it allowed them to be more focused because of the burden or the blessing that was placed on their shoulders. Uh, we have those. Our, our oldest mother uh, in our church is 90. Uh, she's 98 years old. Uh, she's, uh, she was born into our church. Our church is celebrating its 100th anniversary, and, and she can identify uh, with the struggles of, of, of our people coming together. One of our lead servant of our deacons, uh, ministry. He was a part of the Montgomery bus boycott, uh, and others in our church, in our congregation have have overcome these obstacles. They've overcome these hindrances and these setbacks uh, to remind us that it can be done. They still speak of the impact uh, that their educators in those schools in those one-room schools and those segregated schools had upon their life, because they had no other. Alternative. They had no other plan, or or no other. Not many individuals that were actually trying to help them. Of course, this is pre-integration, and so their their testimonies, their uh, life stories, are an inspiration to us. Yes, we have integration. Yes, we have. But we can't lose sight of the fact of the church's historical presence in our community to organize to educate, to inspire, to inform, and to equip those within our community. And, and one thing, if I might revisit the earlier course, one thing that also inspired me was the church's opportunity to renew itself, to renew its place in our community where we were looked upon for that leadership. We were looked upon for that guidance, for that instruction. we lost that place in our community. We've lost that people, that place in the hearts and minds of our community, but it's not too late. Granted, no church is perfect. Our church is not perfect. I'm not perfect. We've all made mistakes. We've all come short. Uh, but nevertheless, we don't have to be hindered by the past in order to have an impact on the present and the future. So now is an opportunity for us. Uh, I'm sorry, someone's at the door. Now is an opportunity for us to be able to renew our place in our community. And perhaps this initiative will lead to even greater things. Well, this reminds me of the what in the discussion we
8: had about Tulsa and the elders, um, you know, the whole thing there. Um, I'm just excited.
1: I listen, to, uh, look, we're
8: going to take a brief break.
1: Uh, Reverend Johnson, go answer your door. We'll take a brief break. And when we come back, we're going to continue the discussion. Did you hear me Josh? Thank you, sir. Uh, Yeah, yeah. we'll We'll take a brief break, and then when we come back, we'll continue the discussion. You can get involved, too, by dialing 215-490-9832 with a question or comment in reference to what over 200 pastors have decided to come together and do in Florida. Again, uh, 215-490-9832, 215-490-9832, time for an awakening. We'll be right back. Thank you.
5: electrical inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors licensed electricians and homeowners licensed and insured underwriter serving philadelphia and surrounding area call today
12: 484-268-9837 Escape the digital plantation ibbtomi.com ibbtomi.tv ibbtomi.tv.com ibbtomi.store are here for you you are ready to be free of non-african social media don't run from danger, run to safety. abibitumi.com is here for you. You are ready to be free of digital plantations, to control your own products. abibitumi.store is here for you. A B I B I T U M I. Black Power. A B I B I T U M I. The only word you need to know to join your global commit you black family. To join your interconnected, commit to you black communities. Escape the digital plantation now. Abibitumi.com, Abibitumi.tv, Abibitumi.tv.com, Abibitumi.store. We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation. A new era,
13: a new phase of the struggle, where we have moved from a struggle for decency, which characterized our struggle for ten or twelve years to a struggle for genuine equality and this is where we're getting the resistance because there was never any intention uh... to go this far people were reacting to bull connor and to jim clark rather than acting in good faith for the realization of genuine equality do you think white people in this country and i'm talking about non-segregation as people devoid or thinking they're devoid of racism. Do you have any idea of what they want the Negro to be in America? I think the vast majority of white Americans uh, will go but so far. It's a kind of installment plan for equality. And uh, they're always looking for an excuse uh, to go but so far.
14: And know that this problem needs to be solved and we can't keep That.
11: Whites are expert game players in their contests to maintain absolute power. One of the time-honored gimmicks is to point to individual blacks who've achieved recognition. But look at Graf Bunch. Think about Lena Horne or Mary Anderson. Look at Jackie Robinson. They made it as one of those who has made it. I would like to be thought of as an inspiration to our young but I don't want them lied to, name them for me. The examples of blacks who made it. For virtually everyone you name, I can give you a sordid piece of factual information on how they have been mistreated, humiliated. Not being able to fight back is a form of severe punishment.
13: I come here tonight and plead with you. If the Negro is to be free, he must move down into the inner resources of his own soul and sign with a pen and ink of self assertive manhood his own emancipation proclamation. Don't let anybody take your manhood.
11: One Awakening is a proud part of the Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black digital and podcasting platform.
3: It's coming. This is to be Black Liberation Movement. Elmer Geronimo Pratt Gun Club presents the 7th Annual Black Liberation Movement Building Power Summit 2023. Building Power Summit, free the land, undivide, and reclaim, September 15th to the 17th. Jackson, Mississippi at the historic Black Tugaloo College. Portions of the conference to be aired on Time for an Awakening Media, Black Talk Radio Network. Calling all serious black power organizations, revolutionaries, organizers to attend this divine experience. For more information, contact Brother Patrick Lumumba, 662-560-5434. Sister Crystal Denise, 405-361-4751 and brother Nick Bezel, 512-364-0050. That's the 7th Annual Black Liberation Movement Building Power Summit 2023.
11: Time for an Awakening is a proud part of the Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black digital and podcasting platform.
1: Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. It's 7.48 on this Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Our guest this evening in conversation Activist, organizer, and Florida pastor of the Friendship Baptist Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. Reverend Kenneth A. Johnson is with us this evening in discussion. Over 200 black churches and congregations in Florida have chosen to teach black history in their places of worship. We're talking to Reverend Johnson about this. And you can join the conversation by dialing 215-490-9832. That's 215 490 thirty two. Reverend Johnson, you're back. Good morning. Yes, sir. OK, uh, listen, Reverend Johnson, you know, I, I'm just sitting here listening when you're talking with Richard and uh, and going through some of the things that Richard uh, uh, was putting forth and and listening to your responses. Uh, you know, it's it's not really much that I can add listening to what you're saying, Um. But let me say this, because I don't want to take the conversation into a different area, but I think it has to be discussed. The, you mentioned before that, uh, the different, uh, denominations have come together to do this. Uh, knowing that a lot of our people, some of our people don't have a church affiliation. Some of our people are Muslim. Some of our people are Hebrew. Have any of the other uh, religious organizations reached out to get involved in this uh, with uh, some of the churches
10: because this effort is fairly new and and perhaps uh, it's taken a while to develop. Uh, we have received calls from others who who are who would like to support our effort. Uh, who would like to, uh, uh, in various ways, participate in our effort? Uh, we can't. We have heard from others in in other denominations, okay. uh, personally, as our church. But I think that's more so because our name was mentioned probably earlier in the article than anyone else. And and if I may, let me say to this, I'm thankful. Uh, the sister did a wonderful job uh, with the article. I want to thank the other. Uh, the local TV station at DJR, we are by no means the only, the first and foremost in this effort. Any pastor, any leader that's participating in this effort, uh, they deserve, uh, as much attention and as many accolades as, as friendship and I do. In fact, they might even do a better job of representation than I would. So all of them are, are, are leaders in their own right and we, certainly uh, thank God and salute each and every one of those 200-plus pastors uh, that have stepped out on faith to do this, because to do this is not only a benefit to the people that we serve in our community, but it's all it can also be a burden, and that's why we have to be able to, to do this together, because we live, and I know this isn't a direct answer to your question, but I hope I'm okay. We live in a state in particular that has some very uh, vindictive leadership. Uh, they tend to take things more personal uh, than others. And, and and I've even informed the church today that all of this positive notoriety that we're receiving uh, because of our efforts in black history, everyone is not going to be happy with that. Everyone is not going to support that. And so we have to be mindful of the efforts of others to diminish or dismiss or, or in other words, to distract us from what we're trying to do. And so we ought to be able to come together regardless of religious affiliation, reach out to one another, and see how we can make this a more cohesive effort uh, because I do believe, again, that together we are stronger. Our history has proven that.
1: Uh, Reverend Johnson, uh, uh, Richard asked you earlier about the the AP courses, but um, from what I understand, because one of the other pastors involved, and I saw a, a news clip with him, and uh, his name escapes me, and I'm I'm sorry for that, uh, was a former teacher that is also a pastor that had quit uh, the uh, teaching in the schools because of this. Uh, the AP courses a different thing. That's uh, supposedly in college campuses and in college curriculum. But the other courses that have been rewritten for high school and other schools and books being banned is on another level. So all of these things, you know, because a lot of our people that are not in Florida, they keep hearing about the news about the AP course and they kind of disregard looking at other areas. But in Florida, they're not only talking about these AP college courses, they're talking about high school and junior high, if you still have it uh, there in Florida, and and, uh, books being banned that
10: that are used in school settings. Am I right? Yes. What is happening, uh, to my knowledge, in the state of Florida is the content of the courses is being dictated, mandated, and even manipulated by state officials. The AP courses are generally courses that you can take in high school uh, and through, uh, they're like independent courses that you take and completion of these courses will give you college credits even before you graduate. But what is taking place in Florida is not only are they mandating what can be taught in those courses, but they're shifting, uh, the conversation. They're, they're, they're shifting the dynamic and what can be taught on all levels. Apparently it, it is not favorable to teach about the, 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 uh, the negative aspect of what has happened to people of color, uh, in this nation. That's not a popular subject. Uh, and, and I stated to the, the, uh, it wasn't printed in the article, but one thing we believe about history is history, uh, is this history. It should be based on facts, good, bad, or ugly. Uh, history shouldn't be pro-black. History shouldn't be pro-white, shouldn't be anti-black, it shouldn't be anti-white. History should be presented as history occurred, uh, understanding that oftentimes those who are in power, as is an evident and ironic case now, can manipulate that history uh, to miseducate people and to diminish their role, uh, uh, negative or, po- or increase their role, their positive role in history. So what is occurring in Florida? it's being changed, uh, it's being censored. It's being manipulated on every level. No other people, no other, very few other states and apparently it's a trend. Uh, other states are being empowered uh, by what has happened here or what's happening here, and they're trying to do the same thing. No other, pe- no other history is being doctored in this way. No other history is being censored or manipulated in this way. And to me, that's, again, ironically, that's evident or a or, or reminder of our our history in this nation in the first place.
1: <laughs> uh, Reverend Johnson, the um, I mentioned about some of the other uh, religious denominations, uh, be it Muslim or, or Hebrew or whatever, uh, that are black, that being involved, and you answered that. Let me shift it to... Other people being involved, and I'm talking about seriously involved. I'm not talking about, uh, you know, lending a, a, uh, a good word and then you don't hear from them anymore. Um, the, the politicians, because you just mentioned, uh, a second ago, and I'll kind of come back to that about the vindictive nature of Florida's government. And I'll, I'll add something with that. I don't think it's just Florida's government, but the vindictive nature of of uh, American politics, put it that way, Um, that leads to fear. And that's on all levels. And I'm not just talking about black political leadership. I'm talking about black people on jobs, uh, 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 black people in uh, uh, different, uh, you know, workplace or wherever. It's always been fear used to dictate our involvement in things that will help the masses of our people. The the black political leadership there, have they been involved to help facilitate uh, the pastors, yourself and the other 200 or more, to facilitate these classes? Uh, you know, I've seen meetings where they have held, I think the CBC held a meeting saying that they were going to the Justice Department uh, to demand an investigation into what Florida is doing. Um, I've seen that. But... You know, sometimes you got to step outside the box when you realize that our people are being attacked, and do what is necessary. Do you see where some of the necessary moves are being made, or do you just go about doing what you, what you and the other pastors have set in your mind to to accomplish?
10: To my knowledge, again, because this began as uh, perhaps uh, I don't want to mislabel it as a grassroots campaign, individual campaign. Uh it is just now getting gaining the momentum and publicity that is needed uh to bring attention from others to find out what roles they can play in this. Uh started out as individual churches, some organizations and I, I keep calling their name because they've been instrumental in this and even putting together a toolkit that the churches can use to assist them And teaching this black history class, faith in Florida, uh, they've gotten involved and because we're gaining momentum and, uh, notoriety, others are becoming involved. Uh, we, uh, to my mind, we have not yet received, this is not a, a, a judgment against them or, or anything of that nature. We have not yet received a widespread acknowledgement or support from local or anyone else. Local politicians or leaders or anyone else, uh, there may be reasonings for it. Maybe they're just finding out, uh, again, before these articles were publicized, this was just a word-of-mouth campaign. This was just something that was publicized on social media or something of that level. Now that it's become a, a matter of local knowledge and even national knowledge, perhaps they will get on board, but there is that fear factor. There is that fear of, and and it's so ironic, this is why history needs to be taught, because we need to learn about how others have used fear <laughs> to try to hinder us from learning about ourselves and in succeeding. One mm-hmm. of the greatest reasons I respect Dr. Martin Luther King, uh, and he's one of my greatest heroes, one of the biggest influences in my life and ministry, though I never knew him personally, is that. He was subjected to one of the worst smear and hate campaigns, if not the worst, in the history of this nation, in the history of the FBI. And, and their demand was that you stop doing what you're doing, uh, that you just, matter of fact, uh, the demand was that he kill himself. Uh, and rather than do that, not only did he not kill himself, but he became even more active. He became even more radical, uh, despite the fear, despite the threat. And I'm thankful uh, that those who are involved, and I, God's going to protect us. God is going to take care of us because uh, his word is true. Touch not mine anointing, neither do my prophets or my people any harm. Uh, but we have to get beyond the fear, the fear of reprisal, the fear of uh, of becoming notorious, the fear of being lied on, the fear of them digging up skeletons. And I you know, uh, uh, as I said, Every note we can't. Uh, uh, our churches are not perfect, and people will criticize us for only becoming active now. And I'm not just speaking about friendship. Friendship has long been active in community activism, even before I became uh, the pastor. But our churches now have a marvelous opportunity uh, to get back on board and to establish leadership, even if we don't get it from politicians even if we don't get it from, from others who are more famous or infamous than us, the church can begin to reach out, not just on the religious denominational level, but to reach out to the community that you mentioned earlier, the unchurched community who will become involved in this effort without necessarily becoming involved in the church religion aspect. And that in itself is a reason to go forward because this thing could become, uh, this could be the spark. Uh, that reignites us as a community, not only in Fort Pierce, but all over this world, all over this nation. <laughs> Richard, Richard, uh,
1: r- Richard, uh, t- listen. He, uh, a lot of my questions, he already answers when he starts talking. <laughs> Richard, I can't. I, I don't. I'm almost losing bullets. Well, I don't want to use the term. I, I'm sorry.
10: I, that's the preacher in me. We, <laughs> we just. We, no, no. I'm it,
1: sorry. No, this is this is this is this is needed. This conversation is needed. Go ahead, Richard.
8: You no, know, and it's and it's uh, you know Re- Reverend Johnson, um, you know w- here on time for awakening, um, what what y'all are doing in Florida and what you're operationalizing, um, is something that we advocate should have should continue. And as you made reference earlier, where we were doing not just in Florida, all over um, where Black people um, live, and never, never that Black people isolate others. From participating in hearing and understanding our own historical narrative, our own view of the world. But one thing that in this moment, I wanted to know, um, it's two things if y'all don't mind. I wanted to know if you, um, outside, recognizing what's going on in the state of Florida, recognizing what this, the, you know, the stimulus of this, um, occurred for, um, you and, and the others. Um, you know, um, pastors and 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 members. I, I heard you mention um, Dr. Richard Williams. You know, who find that this is an important effort to be, you know, to be a part of. What's your um, pulse of the community, even if it's just the community around where you are, of what is happening in Florida around this whole thing of of information, um, historical uh, narrative. Um, you know from the state which what, what is your what is your observation perception of how people are responding i uh,
10: i have uh observed personally and generally first of all that we're not surprised uh as a people uh because it's nothing new the scripture says there's nothing new under the sun but we've seen it all before uh throughout our history uh there's always been efforts uh such as these to uh, to undermine us, uh, to hold us back, to hinder our efforts. I see uh, the people are frustrated, and I believe that they're looking for voices. They're looking for direction. They're looking for leadership to come together. Uh, 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 just in other movements, even recent movements that we've had, such as Black Lives Matter and and the Me Too movements and other things like that, people are looking for Uh, reasons to believe they're looking they're not satisfied Uh, they feel disrespected but one thing that dr. King often said some have been gifted and have been have been put in position to articulate the longings of the people to say the things that the masses may not be able to say and maybe this is the time maybe God has appointed a time such as these, and I don't mean to, uh, uh, again, uh, offend anyone with my faith tradition, uh, but maybe God has anointed a time such as this, uh, that we might be able to renew our voice, uh, to renew our hope and to get back to it. Because if we do not, if we do not, uh, uh, take a stand even on what some think, uh, some think are immaterial things, If we do not take a stand on history, then history may well repeat itself, as I think some are intentionally trying to do. They're trying to take us back to a time where we just uh, humbly submitted to whatever edict came down from whomever was in authority at the time. This isn't the first governmental effort to suppress our history. This isn't the first governmental effort to single us out, to deny us some of the same rights and freedoms that others have had. It may be just the history class for some, but perhaps it's part of a bigger something uh, that will affect uh, uh, That what Dr. King said, that what affects one directly affects all indirectly. And I would hope that even the non-church community, even the, non- the communities that don't look like us would understand what is happening here because it always starts with us. If they can tell us what we can learn and what we can't learn, Who's to say next time it won't be someone else or next time it won't be someone else? We have to be mindful of what happens to one uh, can also di- indirectly or directly affect others.
8: And, 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 and if y'all don't mind, as I have this one other question uh, in the sense of, which I think I always ask, I guess, especially organizers, because it's uh, it came to me to how important it is, and that is opposition. And you kind of make reference made reference a couple of times. but I wanted to um, get your um, you know reflection on internally in relationship to this effort, particularly. And um, internally and externally, where what do you see would be um, a important opposition to look forward, be prepared for, and, and recognize that it's just a natural, um, reaction to taking this kind of project under your own thing. And again, this opposition internally and internally in relationship to your own community and externally, those who are outside from your vantage point, um, have you, um, have any perception of what might be your opposition?
10: Well, I'm thankful that, uh, for the most part, uh, uh, almost entirely, the Friendship Church has supported our efforts, uh, in this matter and they've always supported, again, uh, their, their community activism didn't start, uh, with me and it will not end with me. So I'm thankful for that support. I'm also thankful that, uh, though the class is just beginning, at least half of the individuals in the class were not part of the Friendship Church. They were from the the local community and other community. Uh, so there's a broad, there's a growing broad support, uh, for what we're doing. And it's not, again, it's not just us because that in itself can become opposition. I don't want anyone to think that, that, uh, I, that we're trying to take all the credit that I'm trying to, I, I don't like a person. I don't like a lot of attention. Uh, I'm not looking for any limelight. I'm just trying to do what's right. The opposition that we can face eternal can be based on that. Someone feels like, well, uh, we're, we're taking something from them. Uh, we're taking limelight from them, and they will oppose it. That, again, that's part of our history, that they've often used uh, our personal ambitions or our personal desires against us. Uh, and by they, I mean the true enemy. It's not just a, a white and black thing because we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but others have used uh, our personal desires as a means to keep us divided. There's opposition from all past. We have a problem in our our community and in other communities with religious pastors coming together unless something happens. Unless we're more reactive than proactive, uh, and then there's outside opposition from those some of the same aforementioned vindictive leaders. You know, people can do. And say some ugly things, uh, and then they begin to uh, uh, to begin personal attacks on your character, on the church. Uh, some within the church, not not I can, I can honestly say it's not been present or prevalent in friendship. But some would say, as they told others, our fathers and our grandfathers before us, stick to the Bible, stick to the church, stick to Sunday morning. Uh, that's what you're supposed to be about. Don't don't worry about this. Uh, uh, let this take care of itself. But it's bigger than that. It, 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 this, is, this is what the Bible tells us to do. So there is internal opposition uh, from those who don't want change. There's internal opposition for those who are threatened uh, uh, by loss, uh, maybe a prestige or, or position. Uh, there's external opposition uh, from those who don't want change, again, and they will do anything uh, to maintain their position of power or authority of oppression, and there that brings about what you talked about earlier, some fear in some people, fear of losing what they had uh, uh, and, and having what they had taken away. We, I, this is nothing new uh, to our people. This is nothing new uh, to history. Many have not only lost prestige and position, but they've literally lost their lives. Uh, so this effort that we're doing uh, to, to maintain a, a true record of our history, we're not the pioneers. Uh, we're simply uh, returning to a legacy that was given to us by our fathers and our mothers. And there will be opposition. There will be people that will come against us. But as I told the church today, we can't control that. People uh, will say and do some things, but we believe that if we hold our peace, uh, the Lord will fight our battle. And if this is a part of his divine will, we
1: cannot help but proceed. We're going to take another brief break, and when we come back, we're going to go to the phones because there's some um, folks here that uh, probably got questions or comments or just want to uh, uh, add some things that they, they want to say, and, and we'll get right to them. We're going to take a brief break. When we come back, you can join the discussion by dialing 215-490-9832. That's 215 215-490-98. 490 32 We're in conversation with activist, organizer, and Florida Reverend of the Friendship Baptist Church in Fort Pierce. Reverend Kenneth A. Johnson is with us this evening. Over 200 black churches and congregations have chosen to te- teach black history in their places of worship. You can get involved in the discussion by dialing 215-490-9832. We'll be right back. <laughs>
5: RG Electrical Inspections provides electrical inspections for realtors, licensed electricians, and homeowners. Licensed and insured underwriter, serving Philadelphia and surrounding area. Call today,
12: 484-268-9837. Escape the digital plantation. Ibbtomi.com, Ibbtomi.tv, Ibbtomi.tv.com, are here for you. You are ready to be free to join your global you Black family, to join your interconnected you Black communities, escape the digital plantation now, abtumi.com, abitumi abibitumitv.com i-b-to-me.tv, TV, We are here for you. Escape the digital plantation.
2: You know that some of us are not afraid. That even though we may be elected, we'll say what's on our mind. But we must understand that we're freedom fighters first, and that all the other things come next. That I'm a black man first, and then a state representative. I don't confuse the two. And I think it's time for us to wake up and realize and understand that you got a lot of us that are willing to go to battle because the freedom ain't gonna never be free unless we take it. There's too many of us sitting around that is going to come to us on some damn silver platter. Wake up, you fools, and understand, this man has no respect for you. None. None whatsoever.
14: And know that this problem needs to be solved and we can't keep
15: Because of the kinds of victories that were won by the Southern Freedom Movement, uh, Black people occupy far more establishment positions than they did back in my day in the in the nineteen sixties. So, in a sense, you also have a struggle with 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 a kind of black establishment <laughs> that has a vested interest in the status quo. So you're up against a, 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 a an establishment within the black community that we never had to face because it didn't exist <laughs> because of segregation and discrimination. And that makes their task, if they want to organize, much, much more difficult with respect to the black community than what we had to face.
2: Today, our people can see that we're faced with a government conspiracy. This government has failed us. The senators who are filibustering concerning your and my rights, that's the government. Don't say it's Southern Senators, this is the government. This is a government filibuster. It's not a segregationist filibuster. It's a government filibuster. Any kind of activity that takes place on the floor of the Congress or the Senate, that's the government. Well, this government has failed us. And government itself has failed us. And the white liberals who have been posing as our friends, have failed us. And once we see that all these other sources to which we've turned have failed, we stop turning to them and turn to ourselves. We need a self-help program. A a do-it-yourself philosophy. A do-it-right-now philosophy. Uh, It's already too late philosophy. This is what you and I need. A self-help program before we can get a self-help program started we have to have a self-help philosophy That's right. black nationalism is a self-help philosophy what's so good about it you can stay right in the church where you are and still take black nationalism as your philosophy
11: time for an awakening is a proud part of the black talk radio network the number one independent black digital
1: and podcasting platform. Welcome back to Time for an Awakening. It's 820 on this Sunday edition of Time for an Awakening. Our guest this evening in conversation, activist, organizer, and Florida Reverend of the Friendship Baptist Church in Fort Pierce, Florida. Reverend Kenneth Johnson is with us. Over 200 black churches and congregations in Florida have, have chosen to teach black history in their places of worship. Kevin Johnson is one of them involved in the two hundred. Uh and you can get involved in this conversation too. By down two one five four nine zero nine eight three two. That's two one five four nine zero ninety eight thirty two. Uh Richard, we got some callers here. Let's go to the phones and see if they want to add question, comment, or anything. Let's go first to uh caller, what's your name? Where are you calling from? Caller, you're there? <laughs> let's uh, let's let's move on let's go to um sebastian florida caller are you there mm. uh, okay uh let's go over here that's uh call from fort pierce call her. what's your name where you calling from well you're calling him from fort pierce well what's your name Oh, a little stage fright with some, some of the callers here. Let's go over to 904. 904. Caller, what's your name? Okay, let's go over here. Uh, Port St. Lucie. Caller. <laughs> let's go to another one. Let's in, another one in Fort Pierce. Caller, what's your name? Your line is open. Okay, let's go. Let's go here to Philadelphia. Was
7: it was calling. Yes, I am. Good evening, Brother Elliot. Yes, sir. Good evening, Brother Rich, and good evening, Pastor Johnson. How you doing, Pastor?
10: Good morning. How are you, sir?
7: I'm doing fine. All praises be to our Lord, Pastor Johnson. Just let me say this to you. I'm I'm honored to talk to you tonight. And uh, I'm, I'm a Muslim. I'm in the Nation of Islam, but, but like I said, I don't get caught up in religious ideology. who know when it comes to our people, Amen. Because we, we need our hands on deck. And I applaud you, Pastor Johnson, for taking the effort down there in Florida to do what you do to make sure that our history is taught to our children. Because we're not going to let Desantis or any other of these miscreant bigots, you know, stop our people from knowing our history. Because Black history is truly American history. It's world history. So I applaud you for taking the effort. And, and matter of fact, I was telling the host of the show that I'm going to uh, you know, reach out to some of the brothers and sisters within the nation of Islam to open up the mosque. Cause we need our hands on deck. We need to open up the mosque. The churches, the synagogues, anywhere where our people are at, Pastor Johnson, to make sure our people, our children especially, are taught our history and everything. So, what you're doing down there is, is, is admirable, and I applaud you for doing it because, like you say, uh, I do believe the Creator is going to protect us as we move forward. We know we're going to come into attacks and, and all kinds of, you know, if you've got vindictive racists and you've got handkerchief head Negroes that want to side with the white man against us, our people. So, we can going expect that, but we're going to prevail, Pastor Johnson, and I just want to give you a Word of encouragement. Keep doing what you're doing and, and stand strong and stuff. Because we're going to win this battle. You know, what I mean, we're going to definitely win this battle. So, I so I applaud you, Pastor Johnson.
10: Thank you, my brother. God bless you as well.
7: You you're more than welcome, sir. And again, like I said, I'll, I'll sit back and I'll listen to the rest of the show. And uh, and, I, and and as an aside, Elliot, this may not seem important, but uh, you know, as you know, as, as you know, we're on the eve of nine eleven, which is tomorrow, the mark the twenty two year anniversary. It's just amazing with all that's going on in this country. Pastor Johnson and, and Brother Ellie Richard, you know, with our people being still sh- with, with black people going to a dollar store in Jacksonville being shot down by a white racist, uh um, Uh, What happened with that bigot up in Buffalo the other year? We shot out people in the store, the church in Charleston, South Carolina, and how they mistreat black people as a whole in this country, but they always want to use ours for symbolism. I'm just, I just turned on the game, Pastor Johnson. They just had Queen Latifah singing the national anthem. I mean, I always like to use our people for these photo ops, for this symbolism that don't mean nothing. So her singing the National Anthem, what the hell they got to do with our people catching hell? And, and by the way, that song is its a racist song, and I don't even like the song anyway. But my point is that they always want to use our black entertainers to, to, to push this propaganda. She's singing the National Anthem. Why in that same state of New York and the state of New Jersey and stuff, our people getting mistreated by the police and their belts, but you got a, a black woman singing the National Anthem. Here we go again. <laughs> That's all I want to say, Pastor. Thanks, Ellen. Richard, put me on mute, and I'll listen to
1: the rest of the show. Thanks for your contribution.
7: You're welcome.
1: Thank you, sir. You're welcome. Let's go to uh, Phoenix. Phoenix, Arizona. Phoenix?
16: Ah, yes. Good evening, Brother Elliot. and Brother Richard, and good evening to Pastor Johnson. Brother Marcus here. How are you, sir? I'm doing Remember. great. Yes. You know, Pastor... I must commend you, you know, because a lot of, a lot of, pastors actually shy away from, from what you are trying to do. You and those, um, other preachers in, in, um, Florida are trying to do. And I hope, I hope they, they, they look and, and take heed and, 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 um, follow your black print that you are setting. However, in reference to history, um, I want to know because you know we have history that is from sixteen nineteen. You know, in America, you know they teach history starting at sixteen nineteen from our low point. Do do the history courses that you teach go before sixteen nineteen before we Found ourselves in this position because if we keep just teaching history from 1690 to 19 till now, that's our low point. So that's what I want to ask is, your, is the history courses, are the documentaries that you show, are they before showing our greatness, you know, elevating us, you know, putting us at a high point? You know, because we are at the lower point here in America currently.
10: Thank you, sir. Thank you for the question. Uh, it is a very pertinent and relevant question. Our history class uh, does not just deal, again, we have only had one session thus far, uh, but our teacher, uh, Dr. Richard Williams II, uh, is a very qualified brother uh, to teach the class, and he is doing an excellent job in the first class. It did. Predate 1619. It took uh, the initial introductory portion of the class took us back to Africa uh, and and to the, the the early or to to back to the pre-slavery period, uh, and he's yes. bringing us through it step by step. Uh, it is our intention and it is our hope that we will make this a year-round effort uh, to where we'll teach in modules. Uh, he will go from wherever he began and where he ends. And then after that, we're going to have a segment on black women in history. And then we'll have others uh, that the Lord will lead us to to come in. And we plan to cover the total aspect of our history. But one ironic thing, uh, Brother Richard, Brother Elliot, is that in Dr. Williams, in teaching our introductory class, uh, he talked even about the impact of people of color on the slave trade in, in the Americas and what they call the new world and how uh, ultimately he didn't censor it, which is ironic because uh, they're trying to censor history in Florida because it's not favorable uh, to some of the people that don't look like us. Uh, but Dr. Williams was, was specific in laying the foundation of much of what we've endured, much of what slavery became, was as a result of people that looked like us. Uh, and so we do not shy away from, from, uh, the history lessons that don't always put us in, in the, in the best looking position. And I thank him for that, for being objective and true to the facts of history rather than trying to just dress it up, uh, to make, make it look like everything was all right with what everyone was doing. So I thank him for that. And I hope that answers your question, my brother
16: yes i i i love it i love it uh pastor johnson i love it and um yeah, i just want to say i want you to keep on that trajectory because maybe what that uh, governor did down there in george in, in florida you know was good because look you know, Ameri- the American curriculum is like a glass of cyanide. I equate it to a glass of cyanide. So if you have a glass of cyanide and you pour out half the glass and you fill it up, the re- you, f- you refill it with juices and vitamins and all these supplements, isn't it still cyanide? <laughs> <It> Wouldn't you <move. laughs> So... Keep it just the way it is there and adulterated, you know, and I, I said I hope it will spread and I, I'll get on the hand and spread it even more, the good works you're doing there in, 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 in Florida. Keep on keeping on, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir.
1: Thank you for your contribution. No problem, brother. Let's go to 646. 646. Six four six, are you there? Six four six. Let's put them back on hold.
8: Uh, if, I, if I can, go ahead, uh, uh, Pastor Johnson. You know, uh, as we were continuing this dialogue, and 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 I'm not looking for you, you know, and I and I. Well, let me back up. I appreciate the um, point that you're making in relationship to the other um, 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 pastors and, and church affiliations that um, taken on this effort, um, you know, independently and now possibly with communication, some coordinated effort they, that to, you know, to make it that it isn't just a one man, one church, one institution kind of thing. I, I appreciate you, you know, constantly reemphasizing that. Um, and, and that, you know, even with us, it's, it's just the point that became aware of the information that we were able to recognize that it was even going on, even if it is the first class it's the vision and the, and the aspiration, that's, um, what is so compelling. What the thought came to me was, um, how do you, and this is speculative. Um, I know in, in, in the area that you're around, um, and in Florida in general um there are like um dr Richard Williams um professors and teachers in the in the public school system, black teachers that are in the public school system and I'm saying black teacher it could be anybody who are are already upset about it or would like to be able to be a part of an effort like this. I guess I'm asking is there um do you envision a process where teachers who can't do this in the public school system can be able to be a part of this network where they can be able to, um, you know, give that kind of volunteer time to be able to um, assist in their, you know, presenting this, this history as a means of, you know, supporting this effort.
10: I I do. And I am prayerful uh, that it will become that, uh, going forward, uh, we uh, we spoke of, I think it was um, either you or Brother Elliot that spoke of the fear factor. Uh, we had initially considered asking one of our uh, school teachers, current school teachers, and, and Dr. Williams is a current uh, professor, uh, but we were mindful of the fact of the time and, and the place where we live and how people can be vindictive. And I'm asking you all to pray uh, for Dr. Williams uh and all of those who are teaching these classes uh for fear that they may be they may receive backlash or be blacklisted for whatever reason. But we were mindful of putting people in compromising positions uh to do something uh that might jeopardize their position uh because we we were not in a position uh to necessarily to pay someone uh, to do these courses. Dr. Williams he's, he, he's not charging us to teach these class. So he is more than qualified to teach these class on in the university setting. Uh but we were mindful of not putting people in position to allow them to suffer repercussions, uh undue repercussions that we could not uh uh, uh help them with should that occur. But going forward, we would be open and I'm sure all of the pastors would be open to having a network of teachers that we could teach these things in components because we have educators that are experts in certain areas uh, uh, and and certain then they can teach uh, a module in their area. My my daughter, who I'm very proud of, I'm not going to call her name, uh, but she's a graduate of the Howard University uh, Master's degree from Bowie State University. She's going to teach our next module on black women in history. Perhaps we might have others who, 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 in the areas of expertise, will be able to come on board and help us in that regard.
8: And these and these um, sessions modules are um, are done physically as far as people attending, and also virtually as far as I heard. I think I heard you say Zoom. Are they done? Is it um, simultaneous, or at this point
10: right now? Currently they are done, uh, strictly by Zoom. Okay. Uh, we were, we were mindful of allowing the, we didn't want people to not partake in the class because they didn't want, they didn't want to come out personally. COVID changed us. It changed many of our mindset. We wanted to maximize our audience, but it is our intention to record, uh, these sessions and we're going to offer them, especially we're going to begin showing them Uh, to our senior saint ministry uh, so that they can partake because many of them are not uh, Zoom savvy or tech savvy, uh, so they may not be able to participate by Zoom, but the lessons are so important we'll be able to play them back uh, and allow allow them to receive the same knowledge that others are receiving. Going forward, we hope to be able to present uh, in-person and virtual classes as well. While still allowing teachers to bless us with their knowledge from all over, all over the country and perhaps one day all over the world. But we don't want to take away, uh, from those who are doing this, uh, for their living, uh, on the, on the, on the secondary, uh, the, uh, the undergraduate and graduate level. We certainly salute those, uh, outside of Florida and even in Florida who continue to do their very best under the guidelines and or restrictions that they must now operate.
8: You know, Elliot, this, you know, what Reverend Johnson is expressing in in the format that provides um, those of us who are anywhere that can be uh, able to, um, you know, present this history. But I have to also, um, again, you know, um, Reverend Johnson, I'm just pushing that something that you mentioned earlier. And because of the discussion we had with the Black Farmers, in relationship to um, information, tra- historical information transformation, um, the discussion we had with the um, around with the chief who was dealing with Tulsa, um, you mentioned about um, those who are members um, who have personal history. How important that is! I'm just um, emphasizing to capture that um, those those stories, those memories. Um, that, that's very important um, and, and very specific. Um, and so when we're talking about history, um, that those people who have that experience, it's important to capture um, them before, you know, they um, leave us. And so this process can be from a, hist- you know, collecting history, telling history, um, being very specific with our history can be also helpful in capturing our history. Um, we are, we are living, we are creating history now. So um to you, Reverend Johnson and Ellie, I think that this is like, y'all know, like that, that what's that, that emoji or whatever, like the, they have the head and the thing, you know, you have the cloud of that because I'm, y'all done blew my gasket over here. I'm just like, this is phenomenal. And I hope that the Time for Awakening community and and, and reemphasizing to the community in Florida, wherever they may be, that this is a a paradigm shift, um, not something new, but something, a paradigm shift in our recent history, um, just the intent and what's going on. So I just wanted to put that out there.
1: And let me say this in reference to uh, uh, what's going on there with what uh, Reverend Johnson is involved with the over 200 pastors. Richard, I uh, I don't like to use a lot of labels, because Reverend Johnson said this is not a religious move. It's mm-hmm. a people move. It's a movement for our people. But yourself as a Pan-African historian up here in Philadelphia with, uh, uh, you know, the group that you have at the museum. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's plenty of brothers and sisters like that, like you, all over this country. And plenty mm-hmm. of them in Florida. This is an opportunity because they've been teaching history in independent classes. This is an opportunity now because uh, uh Reverend Johnson just mentioned about some of these uh, uh professors that might want to get involved and even teachers might jeopardize their jobs. And you don't want our people to be jeopardizing their livelihood that they can feed their family. They can help in other ways. But it's a lot of teachers that are involved that are out here that have been teaching history, accurate history, that can reach out to these over 200 churches and volunteer, Well, uh, however they would like to get involved. Most of them doing volunteer work anyway, Richard. Yes. yes. It'll It'll be an opportunity for them to help the children, the adults, hear this history, hear this accurate history, hear these accounts that they won't hear other places. This is an excellent opportunity for our people to work together.
10: If I may, it is my hope, and and I just offer this as an idea uh, for others. It is our hope that uh, in the very near future, one of the modules that we will offer is what I like to call living history, Uh, not taught by college professors, not taught by teachers. I mentioned a 98-year-old church mother. I mentioned our lead servant of our deacon's ministry uh, and others who have lived History and I would love for them to have the opportunity, uh, to tell their story as it relates to their community and their personal experience because one of the, uh, detriments to our community is so much of our knowledge, so much of our history ends up in the grave, uh, and, and we only know what we learn from history books that oftentimes we don't even write. Uh, and so I would love for uh, that opportunity to pre- be presented uh, on, on, we're going to do it at, at the Friendship Church, but I think that would be a great idea for all of our churches and even something you just said, Brother Elliot, uh, with Brother Richard's background and others, if he's, and if he's amiable to it, uh, if he's teaching a lesson on something and he's recorded it, uh, we can, with technology, we can broadcast that lesson as our lesson and others around the country. Uh, can share these things to maximize our exposure and our resources so we can get to quote others the truth, the whole truth, and the and nothing but the truth uh, from other people. You don't have to take our word for it because we're not the first and last voice on history. Others are teaching history as well, and if we can bring all of that knowledge together, oh my goodness, what a blessing it would be uh, wow. to our people and our communities. I'm, I'm going to send you the
8: Black Docents, uh, um, Black Docents, uh, website, Black Docents Collective website, and we're, to, we're, we're young too, and, and with the same intent, um, to where, you know, we're creating these, and these individuals who are doing specific narrative, historical narratives. And, and that, we're, and it's good that you said this is, the living history, being able to have historical narratives from different parts of the country, that, and utilizing this platform you know whether it's zoom or 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 others to be able to share um um again i think dr uh carter woodson and 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 john henry clark and and others who were pioneers in doing that work um you know uh, elliot pulling together that historical narrative they they didn't they weren't a part of a university they they thought that it was important Arthur schomburg collecting and i know in florida they have people who are bibliophile this this can be that renaissance yes centered around us for the future the next generation to at least be aware of compared to in some cases people are saying they didn't speak about it we didn't know that and the people are living right with them um um, that's why i'm so excited um reverend johnson
10: Yes, sir. I'm Listen. excited
1: just listening to you. Let's go to four one four. It looks like uh, Brother Oshie, from African Perspectives is joining.
17: Is this is this who that is? Good evening. Yes, it is. Good evening. <laughs> oh, good evening, Brother Elliot. And, well, and good evening, Brother Richard. How y'all doing? How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Listen, this is this is great. When I uh, read about it uh, when I, on, on my email, who your guest was going to be, I was very uh, happy to hear. Because we need history and we need the churches to be opened up for history lessons. And not just the churches, but centers and so forth. We need to teach our history when the attack on our history has come down from this country because they don't want us to teach. It. They don't they don't even want us to teach it, let alone they don't want it being taught. But we must do it. In fact, I don't know if any of you seen... What the conservatives are pushing, the uh, Prager University or Prager U uh, uh, <clears throat> vignettes, they're uh, animated. Have you seen them?
1: No, I, haven't. No, I can't say seen that. I haven't. Uh-uh. No.
17: Yeah. Uh, okay, I can, I can try to send them to you, but just like there was, there was one venue, but with they're, they're, they're these two little kids, and they go back in time. They talk about a situation that is happening to with them or with them. Or viewed, or something like that, and they go back in time. They go to various historical figures, like they went to Dr. King and Frederick Douglass and Mary McLeod Bethune, and so forth. And 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 they even went to um, Christopher Columbus, who said, uh, "Being a slave is better than being killed," you know. And, and but all these vignettes, of course, are conservative leaning and they're very siding with the what the Europeans, they kind of like, you know, they don't make it too hard on them about how evil and all the things they have done. And, and to me, uh, that's a distortion. And also, too, just like Brother Marcus, he said, we need to make sure that we're learning our history from its inception as opposed to, picking it up in 1619 or picking it up with uh, the end of our captivity or end of our enslavement, you know, our history is vitally important, you know, to, to, for our development, for our confidence, for our ability to come together to close ranks and pull resources and do for ourselves. You know, that's why I, I I applaud this effort.
1: Hey, listen, thank you for your contribution, brother.
17: (laughs) All right. I will, I hope you get a chance to see my program tomorrow. I'll be talking about nine eleven, the inside job that it is. You know, and, especially and that, some things that have come to light the last few years. You know, and that's but,
1: that, that's uh, <laughs> eleven to one Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. 11, thank you. All right, brother. Peace. <laughs> Talk to you soon. Uh, let's go to. Um, they just jumped on. Let's go
17: to six six two. Six six two. Yeah, brother Elliot, this is brother Patrick Lamuma down in Mississippi, man. I just tuned in and uh was intend to uh be on the call earlier so I can grab some of the content. So I don't really have uh, uh any comment. I'm just trying to get on the show like I do every week. Well listen, I want you because I'll
1: kinda uh uh we'll be down at the uh Building Power Summit, uh, I'll inform you yes, to sir. what, uh, Reverend Johnson and the over 200 pastors is doing in Florida because, uh, these brothers and sisters, they're, they're gonna need some help. It's, it's educators yes, that sir. have volunteered to help the over 200 churches, but they're gonna need some help from all of our people. In fact, these things should be t- started not just in Florida, all over, and you know, up in Philadelphia, we got plenty of churches that need this these things instituted in their places of worship. So we'll, we'll I'll, I'll inform you. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Without a
17: doubt. All right. Peace. Thank you, Bob. Thank you. All right. Reverend Johnson.
10: Yes, sir. Listen, good morning. It, Thank it, you, sir.
1: It was good having you with us to talk about what's going on there. Uh, I want to, 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 the lines of communication is going to be open. Uh, you can come on every month to give us a, you know, a little synopsis of what's been going on. Uh, I'll share with you Brother Richard's, uh, email and contact because the group that they have up here affiliated with the, uh, African American Museum, they can help out with, uh, with not only what you're doing, but maybe some of the other, uh, 200 different pastors because you can never have enough historical content. <laughs> That's the way I'm looking at it. So, I think all hands should be on deck with this effort and it should, it should spread. Not, uh, I hope it spreads. It should spread to other States, other cities, because listen, Reverend Johnson, let me say this. and And then I'll pass the mic back to brother Richard. I think by teaching our history to our people, and especially to the young fertile minds, this can help stop this violence, that's plaguing our communities. A lot of this violence is stemming from self-hate. Yes. I'm just an N-word. These women are just bees and hoes. They don't see themselves as anything. They just see they see nothing. When I consider my brother just an N-word, I don't see him as worth nothing. Our people need to stop. This, this, this poison has been taught to our people since we've been here in these United States, since 1619. This poison has affected the minds of our people and generations. It's passed down from generation to generation. It has to stop. It needs to stop. It's going to stop. And the only way we stop it is by teaching accurate history. And I believe by yeah, these yeah. things being taught, it can curb a lot of this stuff.
11: Yes,
10: sir. I absolutely agree. Uh, if I may, sir, uh, let me thank you all for having me. Uh, it has been I'm humbled and honored by your invitation uh, for the opportunity uh, to speak with you and your audience again. I give honor to whom honor is is due. I thank God for every pastor and church in Florida who are doing the same thing that we are doing they are not they did not have this opportunity that i have so i want to honor them and not take anything from their effort and from what they're doing we are all in this together uh, and i am praying for their success uh because when one of us is blessed all of us is blessed i'm praying uh, for you and uh brother uh richard that the lord will continue to allow you to be a voice uh for those who need a voice and may not be able to speak for themselves. I'm praying, uh, or I'm even praying for our leaders uh, who out of whatever, whether it be arrogant or ignorant, who think what they are doing is okay. Uh, that's a part of history where so many have thought that they were doing the right thing, but history in and of itself will prove uh, who is right uh, uh, in the end. Thank you to the audience for putting up with us uh, and allowing us to serve you tonight. Thank you to the Friendship Church uh for allowing me to serve you. I hope I have represented you well. God bless you, my brothers. God keep you and for all of those who are listening. Uh if you would like to uh partake in our uh black history class, you can reach out to us through our email address. Am I able to do that? Oh yeah, uh, Brother Richard and Brother Elliot information.
1: Yeah, I was about to ask you to okay. do it.
10: <laughs> okay. If if you would, uh, you can reach out to us simply by sending an email saying you would like the uh, the, the zoom link at F M B C Fort Pierce, that's F M B C as in Friendship Missionary Baptist Church, F M B C Fort F O R T Pierce, P I E R C E at Gmail.com, F M B C. Fort Pierce at gmail.com. Our Black History class is convened at about 5.50, 55 each night. The class starts at 6 p.m. Please, uh, those of you who would uh, pray for us, uh, pray for all of the churches, all of the class, pray for us as a people, pray for us as a nation. Our prayer, our prayer, and, and no one else's, and I uh, apologize if this might offend And I often pray God bless America. Uh, because this is where we are, but I also pray God forgive America uh, for the things that we continue to do uh, to hurt especially those that look like us. God bless you all, and thank you, and Lord willing, we look forward to sharing with you in the days and times ahead. Good morning. Oh, let me say, I know many of you have heard me say good morning. Good morning, and I know it's 9 o'clock at night. It is intentional. <laughs> I am well aware. I mean, somebody was thinking about it. Uh, I am well aware of what time it is. Good morning is an expression at the Friendship Church uh, that we initiated. It's based on David's word in the latter, palm, latter part of Psalm 30, uh, the latter part of verse 5. David says, Weeping may endure for a night but joy comes in the morning. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So when we say good morning at whatever time of day or night, those who know me know that you can call me any time of day or night, and I am always going to answer the phone, good morning. Uh, you can text If I text you the very first two words of my very first text, no matter what time of day or night it is, is always going to be good morning. And I say that because of what David said, weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. I'm reminding myself that no matter how long the night may seem, my joy is either here or it's on the way. But I'm also prophesying or speaking it into the life of those I am addressing, that no matter how long the night may seem, your morning is either here or it's on the way. And so I am reminding all of us, Those who look like us, those who don't look like us, those who suffer as we have suffered. Good morning, because it's been a long night of weeping, but our morning is either here or it's on the way. So again, I say to you, my brother Richard, you, my brother Elliot, to all of the audience, good morning, good morning, and good morning.
1: God bless you, uh, Reverend Johnson. Before you go, I, I was kind of remiss. Yes, when, sir. when is the because I've seen in the published report that some of the churches are instituting classes on the Wednesday Bible study
10: night. When is your classes again? My our classes, our Black History classes, are Wednesday evening. Our okay. Bible study is on uh, is on Monday night. Okay, this, so it's separate the, from my Bible study class. Okay, so this when. is, I believe, a an accredited. Qualified course. Okay, uh, it's not a, a faith-based course. It's a historical course based on facts. So it's Wednesday at easy. six p.m.
1: Good. Okay. All right, and uh, and uh, right. and uh, Richard, any closing thing you wanted to say uh, before we?
8: Uh, I'm just um, looking forward to be you know as supportive as we can, I can, and um, what what you're doing there in Florida. Oh, and um, if there's other, and if it's okay with you, Ellie um, if there's other, um, pastors that would like, cause I know you're in different areas, you have different, um, contexts of, you know, the community that you're, that would like to share, um, and from, you know, um, what they're doing specifically, how they're doing it, um, please, um, if I'm not out of line, Elliot, please let, you know, Elliot know, let them know to let Elliot know and we can have this kind of conversation with them. And I think it would be helpful. Um, different. With community-
10: your permission. I will pass his information along to several pastors, and uh, and encourage them to give him a call.
18: Brother Elliot.
10: Oh yes, sir. I'm sorry.
18: I, I'm sorry. I hate to butt in, but I want to say to you, Brother Oshi, put some information to to uh, Reverend Johnson. I sent a sample here in the chat, and I will hope you will send these links to him because what Brother Oshi was talking about actually, what part of what Florida is doing started about. Uh, two years ago. And the part I want to make is the pastor, I'm glad to see he's doing this because literally I heard in Twitter spaces, some people in Florida, because I do reparations work talking about the need for the churches to do this. And ironically, this was just last night and they were saying, nobody's doing it. I chimed in and said, what I learned here with brother Elliot, don't say nobody's doing it. Say I haven't found anybody else and go looking. So I'm going to be sure to put this into the people that I heard in that space but I also want to see the, yeah, the reverend to get a sample of exactly what PragerU is teaching that Ochi was talking about. Because DeSantis just appointed a guy named Chris Rufo that started the critical race stuff. that we tracked him for about four years before that got traction. But he's in charge of Florida education now. So y'all mm-hmm. are playing catch up, And I'm glad to see it. I'm going to spread the word and talk to my pastor up here, too.
10: Much up? Okay, if, if I may, brother, I, I am not able to access the online version of the show. I actually dialed in oh, no, no. no I'll, I'll make
1: sure you I'll, get it. No problem. I'll make okay, sure you get anything
10: it. anything anyone wants to pass on, please send it to me, sir, and I, I will gladly receive it and respond. Okay.
18: I'll take your email, you. so I'll make sure I'll do it and just tag it to the show, TFAA.
1: Thank you. Thank oh, you, thank you sir. And good, good morning. And, uh, and uh, you, I know, you as well. And I noticed uh uh Brother Otis, you put dot com. I think that's a, uh I don't think it's a dot com. Uh it, before you leave, uh 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 Reverend Johnson, say that email again.
10: It's F M B C Fort Pierce F O R T P I E R C E at Gmail dot com. Yeah. Okay. F M B C Fort Pierce at Gmail dot com.
1: Okay, good. You got that, brother? Yeah. Yeah, I think he he got it. Pastor Johnson, we'll be
10: in touch, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir. Good morning, and God bless you. All right.
8: Thank you. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: Richard? Yes, yes. (sighs) I'm inspired.
8: I'm inspired,
1: Elliot. Yeah, well, this is... uh, Listen, that... What what can you say? This, this, all I can say is what the brothers and sisters is doing down in Florida has to spread to other areas Mm. and there's no reason why it shouldn't. And, And you notice what he said, Richard, that it's not about a religious thing. It's about rallying around our people because we need the help of one another. So it shouldn't be when I made that suggestion about other people getting involved Uh, Mm. uh, uh, the temples, uh, mosque, uh, I mentioned about the different Pan-African teachers that's already teaching this history. He mentioned that they, they love content. He talked about, uh, you know, some of the doses group that you're dealing with sending content. You got over 200 churches down there that are involved. And I'm quite sure if the media put out is 200, it's probably 400, Richard. Mm. And they need content. And some of these said, listen, you don't want to. Some of these uh professors and all this on these university campuses, and even teachers in school, you don't want them jeopardizing their job and their family's livelihood. I, I wouldn't want that. If they want to contribute, they can contribute other ways. Maybe sending a lesson plan at, that somebody else can teach for them. You know what I'm saying? Without them doing it themselves. It's ways that we can help one another in this effort. I'm just glad it's been it's happening. And you, and you heard Brother Otis said that he was just in the discussion last night where the people were saying, well, this ain't being done. See, that's why it's important for information, Richard. Just on our small scale, when we, when we see these things and try to showcase what people are doing is key as far as I'm concerned.
18: Brother
1: Elliott. Yes, sir.
18: I came into that conversation last night after listening to some people I've been working with, and they kept saying that nobody, and I told you know, I I push up your show. I said, look, I'm not going to take credit for this, but I listened to a brother for the last six or seven years, co-host, and more people should do it. Uh, He always said, I get tired of hearing my people hollering, nobody doing it. You do it or start looking for somebody to do it. That's one of the first lessons I actually learned from you when I first started listening. That's why I love this program, brother. It's about uplifting and, and sharing knowledge, regardless of your religious proclivities, get to the root of it. What are we going to do for us? That's why I love this program, man.
1: Thank you for your contribution, sir. Yes. yes. Uh, listen, before we leave, let me, let me, uh, let me play this, because we're coming down to the 11th hour, Richard, uh, Thursday. Uh, we kind of leave you out of here, but let me let me
3: do this. It's coming. This is to be Black Liberation Movement. Elmer Geronimo Pratt Gun Club presents the 7th Annual Black Liberation Movement Building Power Summit 2023. Building Power Summit, Free the Land, Undivide, and Reclaim, September 15th to the 17th. Jackson, Mississippi at the Historic Black Tugaloo College. Portions of the conference to be aired on Time for an Awakening Media, Black Talk Radio Network. Calling all serious black power organizations, revolutionaries, organizers to attend this divine experience. For more information, contact Brother Patrick Lamumba 662-560-5434, Sister Crystal Denise, 405-361-4751, and brother Nick Bezel, 512-364-0050. That's the 7th Annual Black Liberation Movement Building Power Summit 2023.
11: Time for an Awakening is a proud part of the Black Talk Radio Network, the number one independent black digital and podcasting platform.
1: Listen, before we leave tonight, just want to give the lineup on Time for an Awakening, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. You heard him earlier. Brother Oshie, mm-hmm. African Perspectives with Brother Oshie, Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays, 11 a.m. to 1 p.m. Always interesting guests and dialogue on African Perspectives. That's Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Later on in the week, from 7 to 8, Mississippi on the move, the Black Liberation Movement in Mississippi. Brother Patrick Lumumba, and you heard his voice earlier, they're hosting the, uh, Black Liberation Building Power Summit that starts, uh, Thursday, uh, Friday, I'm sorry. Uh, 15th to the 17th, and uh, myself and Brother Richard. I think Brother Oshie, uh will be down there too, uh, Richard.
11: Oh, okay. Um,
1: so we can all kind of uh, kind of take turns uh, uh, getting the information out and broadcasting there and have guests uh, walking up. It'll be well, a lot of folks there. So we're uh, looking forward to it. That's uh, on Thursdays from 7 to 8. Uh, Brother Patrick Lumumba in Mississippi on the move. On Fridays, Time for an Awakening is back from 8 until... Saturdays from 7 to 9, the Elders of Sankofa with Dr. Janine James as host. And on Sundays, Time for Awakening is back from 7 until. I want to thank everybody for listening to the program this evening. Lively, lively discussion as always, and we'll be back on Friday from the Black Power Summit. Lord willing to continue on this path towards an awakening. Peace. Peace. <laughs>
0: driving through the country on a lazy afternoon, or you're watching your children play after school.